Hey, what's up everybody? It's your girl Morgan Page and I honestly just wanted to take some time out before we get into the first episode of No Filter to just say thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you to the new friends, the new fans, um, you know, the people that I don't even know really and you still support me. I, I really do appreciate it. It means the world to me. To my family and friends, thank you so much for supporting me always and loving me always. I love you back. And uh, to Tristan, thank you, bro, so much. Like, you really have no idea how big of a help you were in this process, and I really do appreciate it, especially since you didn't have to help me. <laughs> um, but I, I do, you're like family, I do appreciate you, so thank you so much. And, um, I do want to say there is, before you go in and you listen, um, there was a little minor technical difficulty, but you still, I think you'll still enjoy it. So, um, you know, working out the kinks, it's the first episode. So every podcast, you know, sometimes they just have their technical difficulties and it's okay. We just, the show has to go on. Um, But again, thank you. Thank you so much. And I really do hope you guys enjoy No Filter. Love you. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Morgan Page, and you are tuned in and listening to the podcast, No Filter, the podcast where we talk about literally anything and everything, whatever the fuck is on our minds, with all of the feels and none of the filter. I'm super, super excited because this is our very first episode, and I just can't wait to share with you guys what we have in store. Um, Today, we are drinking on Malibu Paradise. Or is it Malibu Sunset? I don't know. It's Malibu something. But I will be posting the ingredients and the recipe on my website. So go ahead and check it out at themorganpage.com for the recipe so you can drink along with us. Um, to the left of me, I have my ride or die since 97. What's up? What's up, big dog? <laughs> How are you? Surviving. Existing. <laughs> That's all we can do at this point. In 2020, I think we're all just surviving at this point. Trying to exist in this simulation <laughs> that we call the pandemic. Man, how has it like how has it changed you, the pandemic? I don't know. I guess I'm numb now. I feel like don't nothing really surprise me anymore. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I definitely feel like I've gotten, in some ways, like, I just don't give a fuck about certain things. I'd be seeing crazy shit and be like, well, it's just another Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like with some things, as far, especially work, like, like, if I just feel like, you know what, this is... I mentally check out at work. I don't even know if it affects me anymore. I just feel like we've been through too much. So now whenever there's like the slightest inconvenience, I'm like, fuck this. Like, just. Just another Tuesday. But like, so other than just being numb, like, do you mean, I know you said like 
just crazy stuff doesn't affect you anymore. But like, would you say really did it for you? Like, mm, I guess people like dealing with people. I feel like dealing with other people that have changed. Like a lot of other people are known or just checked out. Like I feel like dealing with them has made me. Do you feel like it's just people close in your life, or do you feel like it's? I think it's everybody. I mean, I mean, yeah, people close in my life, sure, but I think it's everybody, honestly. Like, like we're all just toxic. Yeah, honestly, like bro, just exhausted mentally. Yeah, I feel that. What about you? How you think it? How you feel it changed you? I feel like. I mean, like I said, like some things I just don't give a fuck about the way I used to before the pandemic happened. Like, yeah, I feel like I cared about a lot of shit, like, uh, like stuff that I don't really find important anymore, I guess. But I feel like now I'm just like, there's just a lot less that I care about now. Yeah. I like, I feel like at this point, it's just, it's honestly like, if it ain't making me money, I don't care about it. Right. Like pre pandemic. I mean, I still like, obviously, I'm, I'm sensitive about some shit. <laughs> So when it comes to, like, my feelings or dating or something like that, like, sometimes I get sensitive. But even, like, friendships, I value my friendships, the ones that I still have. But, like, when people come into my life, I'm just like, look, you either you either down with me and you fuck with me or fuck you. <laughs> I don't care till you pass your 90-day probation period. <laughs> if you last 90 days, then I'll start caring. I'll be like, mm, okay. Friends, everybody. Everybody. Even coworkers, look, if you don't pass on any day, then even if we still work together, I don't like you afterwards. Like, keep your distance. One red flag pop up, it's a, it's a wrap. Oh, man. Even, like, I think when it comes to, I feel like I've gotten a little more active, though. Like, as far as just working out and, um, like, trying to be a little healthier. Like, I love, even though we're in Dallas, there's not really a lot of places to hike and stuff. But I feel like I enjoy doing that kind of stuff, like outdoorsy stuff anyway. And I didn't enjoy it pre-pandemic. What do you you feel like there's anything that the pandemic has held you back from? Like, do you feel like if we weren't in a pandemic, you would be in a different place in your life? Um, honestly, no. I feel like... I feel like it needed to, like, I feel like I needed to go individually anyway. I, I hate that everybody had to go through the pandemic, but I feel like it needed to happen for me anyway, because at the time I was with, um, I don't want to uh, drop names here, but I was with M at the time, we'll just say that. And I felt like going through the pandemic together, like the first year of it, or first I don't know, eight months of it showed me a lot of red flags that I wasn't noticing prior. Um, just like having a quarantine and shit together. So that, I feel like if I, we hadn't gone through the pandemic, we would have still been, you know, shooting the shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. You know what I just realized? What? I ain't even say my name. <laughs> These people don't even know who I am. I'm just guest number one. <laughs> well, say your name. <laughs> <laughs> we're not high, y'all. I promise. We're just drinking and 
Yeah, it's been a, like trying to get this recording up and like the mics weren't working. We were having technical difficulties. So sorry, but go ahead introduce yourself. I don't know if I'll call those technical difficulties as long as they was lasting. <laughs> lasted for like an hour or two. Shit, we just gonna have to shut down and come back next week. <laughs> Try again. Have to postpone the launch date. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know me. Jordan or Jojo as like some people like to call me aka me yeah I'm the only person there's a couple other people <laughs> right no for real other people call you that I'm just one person am I the one person no oh, you're not no. you're not the one you gonna you gonna fight them yeah who is it depending on who it is you fight four-year-olds Sometimes. Huh? <laughs> Understandable. These pandemic kids are a little different. I get it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, okay. I'll let the, the four-year-old pass. That's fine. Which four-year-old is it? K-Dot. K-Dog. Hmm. All right. I'll let it stop. I mean, you can beat him up if you want to. That's cool. <laughs> you probably need it. <laughs> oh, man. So, how do you feel about, because uh, this was on one of the topics when I asked people, like on, you know, just asking people on Instagram or TikTok what they wanted to hear from the podcast. So, one of the questions that came up was, is it important to have friends of the opposite sex and why? How do you feel about that? I... Like, for me, the type of person I am, I think it's important, but I don't think people are capable of it. Mm-hmm. Why do you like, why do I feel like it's important or why do I feel like they're not capable? Both. I feel like it's important because, like, the same reason I feel like you should have a diverse group of friends. Mm-hmm. Like, just getting that other side of the coins perspective type yeah. thing. Like, the but, Yeah. Like, if all you hang around are guys, I feel like, I feel like people, I feel like dudes like that who only hang around guys like that don't have, which is true. I mean, you can see it all the time, but I feel like guys who only hang around with guys and they don't have any platonic, platonic female friends, like they don't understand women. They don't value women yeah. other than their physical attributes. Mm-hmm. So it's like they only look at them for looks or the body or whatever. Um, and same thing for women, but less so because women, women don't think like dudes do, but I feel like it's important to get that other, the, I feel like it's important to get the opposite genders like point of view and just sort of how they, how they're, how they look at things basically like their views on things. But I just don't think that people are capable of that because people are trash. So, Shit, that's a fair way to sum it up. Pretty much. Keep it simple. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like for me, especially, like, all throughout high school, I feel like I had more guy friends than I did girlfriends, just because girls have always been, you know, like, real catty or jealous or just messy and dramatic and stuff. So... Like, throughout high school, like, girls never really liked me. Like, I had girlfriends, but it was probably mostly due to, like, theater and stuff. But outside of that, like, 
it was mostly like some of the jocks like they because everybody knew me as like the the sweetheart the nice girl so my guy friends definitely uh kind of trickled off once i graduated because then i started like developing more and like then they kind of started showing their true intentions a few of them i still have like i still keep in contact with and they really are friends but then some of them have been like i want you they're gay aren't they well the ones you got as friends they're gay (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i mean like i feel like dudes like don't know how to keep their feelings separate like their emotions separate like they always get attached somehow yeah like, I don't feel like they're, I mean, I know it happens with some girls, but, like, I don't feel like that happens with the majority of girls. Like, they know how to have platonic friends of the opposite sex. Yeah. Like, it's really easy. I've had plenty of friends of the opposite sex that were completely platonic. Never went anywhere, never wanted to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was cool with that, but, yeah, I don't, I just don't feel like most guys are, like, capable of that because they always eventually. It's like you'd be nice to a nigga and he just immediately think he, think they, uh, think that the girl liked them or whatever. And yeah. it's like. Women can be nice to you, bro. Just like your friends can be nice. Like it's, it's okay. It doesn't mean anything. That happens with with women too, especially within like the community, like the LGBTQ plus community. Lord, that's a that's a mouthful. Saying that every every time it is the RGBs. <laughs> like, I just want to. I don't know what else to to say. Like to. I mean, I want to be respectful to my community, but like, that's a. So anyway, I'm getting off topic, but. <laughs> Where it happens a lot within the community, like, I'll, for instance, it's happened to me before. Like, I've been friendly to a girl, and, like, later down the line, she's like, oh, well, I thought we were, you know, doing whatever. Or they'll try to, like, make a pass at me or something. Like, I had one girl try to kiss me, and I was like, whoa, what, what's happening? Like, what? I didn't, I don't know what just happened. She's like, oh, well, I thought we were on the same page. I was like, I thought I was just being nice. I, um, sorry to this man. <laughs> I feel like that happened to me, like in high school. Like, I felt like a couple of my friends of the opposite sex probably like wanted to go somewhere, but I, I didn't. Like, I just wanted to keep it platonic because I was just like, I like this friendship though. Yeah. Like, I don't. Like, we try something and then it doesn't work. Well, now we don't have a friendship either. So it's just like, no, I like having you as a friend. I don't want. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to ruin that. Yeah. So. Do you feel like you unintentionally, because I know I do it sometimes and I'm I'm starting to be more aware of it, but do you feel like you unintentionally flirt sometimes and like they get the wrong idea? Because it happens to me a lot, even when I'm bartending, like it happens a lot. I think it happened when I was younger, but like I still, I mean, I hype my friends up, like my female friends, I hype them up, like, but I feel like now, like because we've known each other for so long i can like compliment them and say stuff and it doesn't come off as flirting which is exactly what my intention is but i feel like when i was younger like in my early 20s like i feel like if i did say something that i would say now like it would come off as flirting and they'd be like oh oh he into me then okay all right you know i'm I'm not i was just hyping you up bro i was just trying to gas you up yeah i feel like it happens more often because with my like you know, the friends I've had, like Lele or, K- damn, I'm name dropping. Yeah, anyway, Kayla, Lele, like, I feel like with them, we have that relationship so I can, you know, be like, damn, they, or, you know, like. Just- but I feel like that's most women, though. Like, I feel like y'all all kind of do that. But it's like, 
Yeah. Platonic. Right. Like, or y'all take it platonically, like, as opposed to, like, if a guy say the same thing, then right. it's like, but it's also, like, the way you say things, like, if a guy say the same, like, say what you talking about, like, mm-hmm. if he say it's one of his female friends, then it's like, yeah, it comes off as, like, flirting or, like, yeah. you hitting on him or whatever. But I guess it just depends on the friendship, so. Yeah. Also, with, but for me, I think with my straight friends anyway, I can do that. And even some of my friends that are within the community that we've been friends for a long time, I can do it. But I think, like, for people that I haven't really known that long, I kind of have to watch myself because I'm like, I don't want you to think I'm, you know, I won't. The, the milk and cookies and <laughs> <laughs> and i just i just want a, a friendship i don't want the i don't want the whole package i just it's weird because like when i was in high school and i had like a bunch of friends of the opposite sex like everybody thought i was either sleeping with them mm-hmm. or was dating them or whatever yeah and it's like no bro like i had plenty of dudes who like was mad at me because they thought i was trying to talk to their girlfriend or whatever and i'm like bro it's like it's just so like why so many people i feel like they see someone even if you're just out because i feel like even with us like me and you i feel like that's happened so many times in people's minds they're like oh they're together or it's like why two people of the opposite sex just can't be out together and or just you know hanging out no bro we look too much like you think oh yeah we look too much like bro (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I'm just saying, like, even with Jesse, so, like, my god dad, when I'm out, he's obviously, like, in his, I don't know. I can't tell how old he is, honestly. I don't know if he in his 30s or his 40s or his 20s. Dad, if you're listening to this, I'm very sorry. I don't know your age. I know your birthday, though, but I don't know. Anyway. um, I feel like he, I feel like, I feel like mentally... He's in his 20s. Oh, yeah. But he moved like he in his 30s. Yeah. So I would say if I was looking at him, I'd be like, Max probably in his 40s, but I honestly can't tell what his mm-hmm. age is. I don't I lost count to be honest. I know he's younger than your mom, though, because I know that's how you, how, oh, yeah. that's how you met, or how you met him or whatever. Yeah. But he, even when we're out, it's so weird because so many times, like, people have asked, like, oh, is this, your girlfriend or like what can i get your girl like even especially if we're out to dinner and i'm like this is so weird like that's my god dad thanks he's not my sugar daddy somebody did that when me and my little sister was hanging out one time and i'm like nigga we have the same face what do you mean <laughs> it's so weird or like for example if like to so for ex- me and I don't want to name drop. Uh, me and person X. <laughs> <laughs> me and the girl that I am dating. We'll say that me and the girl I'm dating. Um, we've been out together before, and somebody was like, "Oh, y'all are the cutest sisters." Now that'd be awkward. Yeah. It's so awkward, and I'm like, you know what you should do next time somebody do that? What? You should kiss them. Like, oh, thank you. And then kiss them. Be like, inside. And make it awkward. <laughs> but I'm just like, and she, you know what, what also made me mad? She was a white lady who said it. It was a white lady. Even better. So I just feel like they see people who look alike or like light skins or even black people and they're just assume like, oh, y'all are regular. 
related. And it's like, no, we're very much gay. Like, Make them uncomfortable. I'm all I about plan it. on doing that next time. I love making straight. It sounds horrible, but I love as a as a lesbian woman. I feel like I love making straight white men and women uncomfortable, especially when they're not down with the the community. Like it's like one of my favorite pastimes. Is it the look on their face, the look I of terror so. or confusion? I think it's a little bit of both. I think. <laughs> I think it comes from a place of like them not liking it and me not giving a fuck that they don't like it. But also like it's just like a little, I don't know, like I feel like a, a mischievous cat or something like trying to knock something off a shelf. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just the same satisfaction I feel like that a cat gets when he just looks at you and he's like, yeah, I'm about to knock this shit off. Like, you know what I mean? You run today issue at work a lot? At work? Um, no. I feel like only probably three of my coworkers know that I'm gay. Not that I just go around like boasting and bragging about it. Like wearing a gay badge? Yeah, like I could. I could, you know, get like a, a rainbow sticker and put it on my laptop. That would be. Hmm. Gave me a new idea. Hmm. It's so funny because my boss, he doesn't, I don't think he does, he knows that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gay. He probably doesn't care. I feel like he does because he's, um, he was a Trump supporter. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well then. <laughs> that took a turn. Sucks because I genuinely, as a person, like I genuinely like him as a boss, but um, sorry if y'all heard that, my dog's being weird. Um, <laughs> but I, I genuinely like him as a person. But when we were in a meeting one day and somebody brought up like politics, and he was like, Hey, you know, I'm a Trump supporter, so I don't even want to talk about that right now. Just and why like, you bring it up, nigga? What the fuck? <laughs> Like, it just, like, I don't know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And so then, like, around our Christmas party or something, he was like, yeah, did your uh, did your fellow get you anything? And I was like, I'll let you know after the holidays. <laughs> like, yeah, she did. That's what I would have said. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Make the, make, keep the eye contact while making it awkward. It's just, uh, and then it's only, like, eight of us in there, so I just. I don't know. I feel like, like in the office, everybody works remote. Everybody else in our company works remote. And then the eight of us have to go into the office every day. I have no intention of returning to the office ever again. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about remote work. Like, I feel like if it was hybrid, like hybrid I could do, but I feel like because I, you know, transitioned from working remote all the time, then going back into the office, like. I do you like office culture? Is that what it is? No, I just like not being at home alone 24-7. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I'm at the house working and then five o'clock hits, I'm not, I'm going to want to go in the bed. I'm not going to want to yeah. go anywhere else <laughs> afterwards. Like, I don't ask me to go anywhere. See, that after work nap be hitting yeah. right when you clock out. You just be feeling like cloud nine, like all your worries just... <laughs> 
I ain't gonna lie. Maybe maybe I'm a little biased because I worked an hour from my job, like no traffic, an hour to get home. So I was like getting off, and then I gotta go on a fucking road trip back home. <laughs> it is the worst. It's really nice, like moving over here, like in Dallas. Is you know we lived in Arlington, so it was probably with traffic. I probably would get home within like forty five minutes every day, and then once I moved to Dallas, it takes me maybe twenty minutes to get home every day it's very nice is traffic worse out here no people don't know how to fucking drive in dallas yes well, that's I texas said in it. general texas i feel like god like the way people be driving sometimes i swear they ordered it off like their ids off amazon you like, saying it like you ain't living houston all your life houston see that's the thing houston people are don't know how to drive <laughs> they got worse traffic <laughs> We do have worse traffic, but I am glad that I learned. If you listen to this and you from Houston, <laughs> I can't fucking stand Houston. <laughs> Y'all couldn't pay me enough to live there. Not too much on H Town, okay? Y'all got traffic twenty four seven. I can't even go to the fucking corner store at one in the morning because it's traffic. Where are y'all going? Where? They're always on the move. Always go home. <laughs> I feel like. In Houston, we're just efficient drivers. We're uh, defensive drivers. What are y'all defending? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are y'all at war with? <laughs> Our stuff. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but down here, like, I'm glad I learned how to drive in Houston because when I got out here and people don't know how to fucking merge, people don't know how to, like, turn their blinker on for nothing. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is like use your blinker i don't want to be like a karen i'm not a karen but like use your fucking blinker because if i accidentally hit you because you didn't yeah that's your biggest pet peeve when it comes to driving no it's not my biggest it's in the top three definitely what's the, your biggest my biggest i think if i'm going <laughs> I'm I'm a very safe driver, guys. But if I'm on the freeway and I'm going, Cap. <laughs> what? you don't even know that I was. Cap. Let you drive my car one time. What happened? I know the last time. What happened? I didn't do anything. I had to get new brakes and new tires. <laughs> You're fucking lying. No, I. Never again. <laughs> Are you serious? Brand new, brand new car. Yeah, I think he's lying, you guys. He's he's being a little dramatic. No, but did that really happen? Did you? <laughs> it happened in my head. <laughs> then that don't count. It don't does. Be, don't be out here selling false false stories. Anyway, my biggest pet peeve would be like on the freeway going eighty or ninety, and then somebody gets over in front of you and goes sixty in the far left lane. You know what pisses me off? What? It ain't my biggest pet peeve, but when you going like 10, 15 miles over the speed limit mm-hmm. and somebody riding your ass like you going too slow, <laughs> like nigga, I'm already breaking the law. Wherever you got to go is not more important. You can wait or you can go the same speed oh limit. Oh my God. I just be like, dude, it's, it's always the pickup trucks. It's always the pickup trucks with the brightest fucking lights. Always. It's, a pickup it's either truck. that or a Jeep. The Jeeps too, but mine is always like either the Toyota Corollas. They're usually the ones to ride somebody's ass. 
Or a fort. Or, <laughs> yes. It's always a fort, it's bro. It's like, why? Like, I want to go, too. Like, where are you going to just have to drive? Yeah, nigga, where are we going? A hundred miles an hour, and we already breaking the law. Like, you, I just don't understand. I just look at them. I make eye contact. Like, where are we going, bro? <laughs> where the party at? I slow down, honestly. I'm that person. I slow down if you're on my ass. If you get over, I'm going to speed up, and we both going. <laughs> We finna go to the same destination. We racing now. <laughs> I'm following you. You following me. <laughs> so, fam, what did uh, Vin Diesel say? It's about family. <laughs> it's all about family. <laughs> <laughs> too fast, too furious. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, y'all. I know this is way off the wall, but this is, it has no filter, so. I think my other pet peeve would probably be traffic. Yeah. Like, I've literally taken a longer route. Mm-hmm. Just so that I'm not in traffic, because I, I can't stand I can't stand being in a car and being still or going slow. For me, I think traffic definitely is annoying, but I think nothing irritates me more than traffic on the toll road. Because I feel like it was designed for us to not like to avoid traffic and get places faster. So I don't understand why we are all going the same speed of 40 on the tollway. You know what else pisses me off now that I think about it? What? When you get on the toll road and the speed limit is 60. <laughs> you telling me I'm paying to go slower. <laughs> I'm paying you so that I can go a slower speed limit. I don't even be paying attention to like the speed limits. I know that sounds so horrible, but... You're a good driver. Remember, you're safe. I am. I'm great. Mm-hmm. Sure. Paul Walker. Mm. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that to register. <laughs> never Paul was not going the speed limit. God bless his soul. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, Vin Diesel. Michelle Rodriguez. All of them. I'm safe. Sure you are. <laughs> You just wait till I get. When you save the world like them, then you can (laughs) you can compare yourselves to them. I'm not going into fucking space, okay? (laughs) It'll be a cold day in hell before I take my ass into space in a damn car at that. No, you don't want to. You want to fight with the tank in your car? Absolutely not. Not with the back of my ass. I'm gonna drive you off a bridge. No. No, the things that they come up with in those movies, it's like, I can't even imagine what's going to be in the next movie, like. I honestly don't know. Y'all I don't know what you can do. Y'all done did everything. I don't know what else y'all can do. Y'all done been in the ocean. They're going to join up with the Avengers next. Man. Can you imagine the Avengers and Fast and Furious Out of all the crazy shit we can see, yes, I can actually imagine. <laughs> I can actually see it. It's like nothing off limits in 2022. It's just nothing. Whatever the craziest thing you got, just bring it. Would surprise us. Oh, man, I. So, what's your um? What is something? Oh, cancel culture. What do you think about cancel culture? Hmm. <laughs> I feel like cancel culture. Like, I feel like it started out good, but then people started dragging it out and canceling for, like, the smallest shit. Right. Like, 
if you find out the whole purpose of cancel culture was like to hold people in power responsible, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then you got people canceling celebrities and shit because they don't like the same color as you and bullshit like that. <laughs> yeah, or like... Or canceling people with no proof of whatever you accusing them of or whatever. And it's just like... Yeah, that or something that they did years and years ago and they like brought it up like you know yeah, that's another thing yeah like people bring it up shit from 10 years ago because it's like do y'all not expect people to change mm-hmm. like i'm not saying whatever they said or did was right right but do y'all not understand the concept of growth exactly mm-hmm. like i feel like the whole point in cancel culture was to bring accountability to those people and so if the point is to bring accountability to people and then change their ways or realize what you know they did was wrong then why are they still being like canceled it's like people start liking them or they come out with a project and say, i feel like cancel culture should only apply to stuff like when that person is still doing whatever or doing or saying whatever it is you're canceling them for right like you shouldn't be trying to cancel something cancel somebody for something that happened 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. but let's say if it's a year or two ago then it's like yeah bring this shit up or whatever yeah and you know see what happens from there because it's like at the same time like you say you want to hold them accountable so it's like if mm-hmm. i cancel you for this thing that you said or did a year or two ago right are you just going to change your ways because you got canceled or are you changing your ways because you realized it was wrong mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody that said or did something 10 15 years ago and it's like you look at them now and before you cancel them like they've already changed their ways so why are you bringing up this old shit yeah like do you feel like um What's that man name? OJ. Do you feel like... Was he officially canceled? He was officially canceled, wasn't he? When? When all that shit went down. I'm assuming so, right? Some odd years ago? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. That's what I... Like, I've always wondered, like, was he ever officially But I feel like he actually crazy, though. I do, too. Definitely. I just don't know if he was canceled. I feel like... I don't think he was. That's what I'm saying. I don't think I. I feel like people kind of just rolled with it, like whatever had happened happened, and made like, you know. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I don't think he was canceled. Now that I think about it, because even when he got out, I remember people being like, "Just." I feel like that was just like a dang. That's crazy moment. Yeah. And then like everybody just kind of like moved on. Yeah, I feel like he's one of those. Or maybe they was just so blown away that a black man won a case and they was just like what yeah Yeah. surprising a win is a win i just i don't know he he's he's definitely crazy though definitely like there's something that click in there yeah he a little off he give me a (laughs) i'm not gonna say what i'm gonna say but (laughs) i mean it is no filter but might as well (laughs) She might as But do you have any celebrities on your list that you feel like, well, not on your list, but do you have any celebrities you feel like you wish weren't canceled or should have been canceled? Johnny Depp. And I'm not just saying that because it's going on now. Because mm-hmm. I, I, like, I, I was already like following all that like four or five years ago yeah. when it first happened. Me too. But I was sitting there saying like, why are y'all canceling him like y'all blackballed him 
or blacklisted him or whatever. But like there was no proof of anything. Y'all just basically accused him. Like somebody said something there, like, oh, that's terrible. It's cancer. Yeah. And I was into that. Like there was no evidence. There was no, there was nothing. There was no proof or anything. It was just someone's word. And then, yeah. So it's just like that type of stuff is like, I think that's one of the things about cancel culture is like it's dangerous because a lot of times when people cancel nowadays, like it's usually little to no evidence. Yeah. Something. It's sad because I feel like, I mean, yes, a lot of, I feel like a lot of people when it comes to um, just domestic abuse, it, I don't condone violence in any way, but when it comes to domestic abuse, I feel like for one, minority women or black women, um, we have to really like fight for people to believe us. If something mm -hmm. really did happen, we have to have so much proof and so much, you know, even if we do have proof, we still have to fucking, you know, give it. Yeah, you still have to go it. like miles and miles for somebody yeah. to like take it seriously. And it's so unfortunate and sad. And then like for men, I feel like because the whole stigma around like, oh, well, domestic violence is only, you know, projected towards women or whatever. Like, and it's like, no, like men can be abused too. Exactly what's happening with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Like, there was somebody else I can't remember that, that, that went through the same thing. He said they were abused as a man. I just can't remember who it was. It was a celebrity? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's gonna watch. It's gonna come up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think of it <laughs> as I'm driving everything. home. I'm be like, "Fuck!" You gonna call me and be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Hey, edit it and put this in." <laughs> oh man, I I do know that like I I hate that Johnny Depp is going through all this, but I I am glad that he's like clearing his name. But what's up with Amber Heard's lawyer? Like, <laughs> bro, them niggas just graduated law school. Cause ain't no way. <laughs> They got their fucking law degrees from DeVry. Oh my god. Like, did you see when he objected to his own question? Yes, bro. <laughs> and the judge was like, but you asked, you asked the question. Like, he was like, oh, um, okay, yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, they in there debating, like, they just watched a couple of episodes of Law and Order and was like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Law and Order. <laughs> Sat there and watched the reruns all weekend before the before they went back in. Yeah. On Google, talking about how to. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! On Quizlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What is an objection? <laughs> how to use hearsay in the Senate. <laughs> Oh shit, that's funny. Yeah, she she's not gonna win. I, I, if she wins, like I'll lose all hope for the justice system. I already lost hope for the justice system, but it's gonna be even more like your shit is non-existent, man. Cause for you to be doing all that, all that, like just trying to get him, I don't know, like tarnish his name, and then you get in court and you ain't even got like how Mil how Milani Cosmetics call you out on. One of your lives, like that's sad when a company call you. I'm like, don't bring us in this. We was, <laughs> we wasn't even out at this time. <laughs> I ain't got 
shit to do with shit. Don't call me. Don't bring my name to this. Yeah. My name been in the name in it. They answered that shit quick too. It was like the same. Was it the same day or the day after? It was like, um, get our lawyers on the phone. Yeah, yeah, it was either like yeah, it was either the same day or the day after. That shit was quick though. It was like call the press. I want to uh, make an make an announcement. Um, actually, <laughs> that shit did not come out. Too. We were not. <laughs> Um, do you travel? Would you say you travel often? I don't really feel like what I do is considered traveling. Like to me, traveling is going to another state or another country. Mm-hmm. Or getting on a plane or something. Yeah. I don't do a lot of that. I drive a lot of places. Like I'll go to a different city for a quick, like, like yeah. at the drop of a dime or whatever. But I mean, I feel like I, I honestly like little weekend trips. They're nice and everything. But I feel like in order for me to feel refreshed coming back, I need at least four or five days. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. I've, even if it's blinking like, them two days gone. Yeah, because even if it's just like going to Austin or something, like I feel like I need like at least four or five days to just. Because it doesn't feel like a trip; it just feels like another weekend. Right, like we just came out here to visit. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you know that's something we've. Our family has done it for like years. Like, we quick to just go to another city and visit family. So, yeah, it don't really feel like a trip. And it's annoying because to be the same places. It's like how many times we go, we come to Shreveport, visit the candy lady. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all, all my black people know what I'm talking about. Like, if you grew up in the hood, if you your family, your like grandma's house is in the hood. Nine times out of ten, y'all had a candy lady. That you walked up the street to, she had the little twenty-five cent bags of fruities and what else? Like, she she had all the snacks, <laughs> all the little debbies. She even our candy lady was so cold. She even would get like, remember those bowls of ice cream? She just scoop ice cream and give it to us for a dollar. That was the most freezer burning ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit had been sitting in there for weeks. <laughs> But we still ate that shit, like... In Atlanta, we... Well, you were still a baby. I think you were just born. But there was this one candy lady that used to have frozen Kool-Aid cups. Bro, them things used to hit during the summer. Cool cups were... Man. Cool cups are like a a childhood, like, treasure. One thing I will never try to this day is a Kool-Aid pickle. Because what the fuck was y'all thinking? (laughs) I feel like any... First of all, anybody who can sit there and eat pickle... For me, anyway... Like anybody who can sit there and just eat pickles by like not fried pickles, but just regular bagged pickles. I don't know what's wrong with you. I, don't know I like pickles. Like I, I'll eat pickles. I'll eat fried pickles or I'll eat like the little. um, Like the crisp. Yeah. Those are fun. And it's weird because I can eat those. I can eat fried pickles and I like eat them with. Ranch but like, I just want to know whose fucking idea. Like, who was sitting at home and was struggling so bad that they was like, I'm going to put some Kool-Aid in this. <laughs> they, bro, they was going, they was going man. Or, like, getting the uh, Jolly Ranchers and putting it in the middle, or... That must have been some gas. Because <laughs> how you came to drill. that conclusion, I don't know. <laughs> some kush. <laughs> yeah, no, I could never, like... There's just some things that I just am not okay with, like... Snack-wise, um, another one for What's me. What's a struggle meal you're not okay with? 
A struggle meal. Or a struggle snack. A struggle meal for me. Ooh. <laughs> I only, this just came up to me because I was about to say um, bologna sandwiches, but I grew, we grew up on those. But have you ever had someone try to make grilled cheese in the microwave? Hell no, because it's not grilled. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, <laughs> sweaty ass God. sandwich. No. One day, I, I don't know if it was, I'm trying to think which cousin it was, but we were home and hungry and we had white bread and some cheese. And obviously they couldn't use the stove because we were still young. But. Gabriel came. No, no, no. It was a cousin. Oh. I can't remember which cousin it was, but put. A slice of cheese on a plate or on a on a piece of bread put it in the um, microwave on a plate it was like so soft and hard at the same time like I just don't even it you know what it reminded me of you know those um that uh, that stuff that you put on the wall like whenever you're building something like the stuff that they put to Cement. No, 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 not, <laughs> not cement. It's like the like the foamy stuff. Caulk. Yes, that's the t consistency that it had. Like, if you know what y'all, let me know in the comments if you are on TikTok. If you know what I'm talking about, because the shit is gross. And what's what's the first meal as a kid that you try to make that you fucked up? <laughs> Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I still suck at gravy to this day. How old were you? I was like 11. Why the fuck was you 11 making gravy? Because, okay, at the time, my mom, we were in Atlanta, and she had, I don't know, I think she had a second job or something, but she would leave. Oh, so you didn't have a choice. I didn't, but I was trying to. I thought you willingly made gravy. No, I was no, concerned. No. So... It was, I think we had like mashed potatoes or something, like stuff that I could read. I was smart, you know, so I knew how to like read, you know, the packaged mashed potatoes and whatever. I don't know why I thought I could make gravy on my own, <laughs> but absolutely not. No, it just tasted like salt water. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> I don't know what she was making. <laughs> It just tasted like seasoned water. That's exactly what it tastes like. So, um, I mean, I've gotten a little better at it, but I try to stay away from, from gravy. That's probably the only thing that I am not comfortable making. I think it took me two or three times to get it. What's what's the meal that you can't you can't cook? That I can't cook or like just... Or that you just fuck up on? If you could really think. The first meal I fucked up on. Cream of wheat. I fucking hate cream of wheat. I love cream of wheat. Oh, God. It's like, you like grits, don't you? I love grits. Why do you don't like cream of wheat? Because it's like sweet grits. Like, I don't it's know. not. It's so gross to me. Grits is corn. Cream of wheat is wheat. <laughs> They're two so, different things. I don't know. I don't care. It's just, I don't know. I don't, I think it's like. The taste and the consistency, like, I don't know. Maybe you just haven't made, have it, had it right. I, I, the only time I've had it is when Nanny made it. 
I was at Jesse house. I was a kid and wouldn't know. No, oh, it was just me and him home. I was probably like eight or nine. And I kept asking him to make me something to eat, and he wouldn't make me, make me nothing to eat. <laughs> so you had to make cream wheat. I tried to make cream wheat, and that shit came out like cement. <laughs> I put it, I put it in a bowl in the microwave, and like when it was done, like <laughs> the fork wouldn't come out or the spoon wouldn't come out the bowl, so it was just stuck in there. Like I literally held it up, and it was just a solid rock. Did you have to throw the bowl away? <laughs> no, his mom was mad at me though. I, I'm trying to think. I also fucked up ramen noodles, though, but it wasn't my first time doing it. How do you it. fuck up ramen noodles? So, when I came home from school every day as a kid, like, the first thing I would do would be make ramen noodles. So, like, it got to a point where I was on autopilot. Yeah. And one day I came home, and I did it so quick, I forgot to put water in the bowl. So, that bitch was, like, in there for five minutes, just burning. And I was like, dang, what's that smell, bro? Oh, good. Nanny was so mad at me for so long because the house, like, smelled so bad for, like, weeks. Ah. Uh. It's probably smell like burnt plastic, huh? Worse. <laughs> Damn. The ramen noodles was like black. Like they were done. Uh, I can't. I'm trying to think. I fucked up some pizza rolls before. They were like. <laughs> Dang, you just struggling for real, huh? As a kid, yeah. I was sometimes. They were so like. I don't. I think I had fallen asleep or something. But Gabe came in there and was like. Something's burning. And I was like, what? He's like, something's burning. And I was like, boy, like, ain't nothing even on. And I, like, woke up and I was like, oh, my pizza roll. <laughs> <laughs> they were so black. And, like, if you, you know that scene in Charlie's Angels where she threw she the threw muffins? muffins. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if you threw one of those, like, it would hurt somebody. Like, uh... I was so mad. And it was the last of them, too, so I couldn't even make more. I don't really feel like I, like, at this point in my life, I don't really feel like I can't. Like, I'm pretty sure if I made something new that I don't know how to make, I'll probably fuck it up. But I don't feel like there's a meal at this point that I can't make. Yeah. Because growing up, like, especially in high school, like, I started, like, in high school, like, right after high school, I was cooking for myself a lot. So I learned from trial and error. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot and pretty quickly so it got to a point where like i knew what to do knew what not to do yeah how to do something and stuff like that so i don't really feel like at this point but like definitely when i was younger uh i messed up some stuff are there any foods that you haven't tried that you want to whether it be like you know just from a different place or um something that you want to create or even even snacks like something from another country that i want to try you know, because I'm pretty good at trying, like, different restaurants and stuff. Like, if I find a new restaurant, I'm pretty quick about it. Mm-hmm. I've tried Puerto Rican food, Mexican food. I've tried Chinese, Thai, Korean, mm-hmm. Japanese, Mediterranean, Indian, Arabic. Yeah, we, we're pretty good about everything. Yeah, like, I feel like at this point, like, I, like, and I like all of them, too, so it's just, like, at this point, like, I don't, I, like, at, like, at this point in time, there's not anything else, like, that I'm like, man, I really want to try this, but there's definitely foods that I look at, and I'm like, I'm not eating that shit. Yeah, like, uh, scorpions and shit, you couldn't pay me enough money to put a scorpion or any type of bug in my mouth. Yeah, no, I ain't trying no bugs, bro. <laughs> like, there's no, no way. I'm good. Scorpions, crickets. I don't think I would try any type of blowfish. Any raw fish, I don't. You don't like sushi? 
I like sushi, but like I don't like like super raw fish. Like if it's like um like I eat ceviche, you know what ceviche is? Yeah. So I eat ceviche because I don't, but I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> so ceviche it's a Mexican dish and so like they what they do is take the pieces of fish or sometimes they use like raw shrimp and then they marinate it in lemon juice. And oh, no, so that doesn't even sound good. No, no, it is because they put spices in it and stuff. But oh, okay. the lemon juice, this the um, what's the word? The acid or acidic something? Y'all, I'm not illiterate, I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. So that it like cooks it, like cooks the the fish kind of to where it's like edible. Mm. But it is good. You put it on like crackers, or you can just eat it like by itself. I think I'll pass. I'm telling you, it's good. Have you had Peruvian food? I don't think I have. Oh my god! What's the food that you? What's what's another food that you won't try? You ever try octopus? I have tried octopus. I've had shark before. Um, shark tastes like fishy steak. <laughs> if you can it's the consistency so of i gotta steak. cut it with a knife yes well no i the one that i well i guess because the one that i had um it like came in like little nuggets you know they got shark nuggets <laughs> yeah i was on a cruise <laughs> that's the most ratchet bougie thing <laughs> i ever heard of ratchet bougie <laughs> Yeah, it has the consistency of steak, but it just tastes like fish. You tried caviar? I have tried caviar when I was very... You know who gave it to me? And I don't know. I don't even know why she had it. Mama Stella. So, I'll never forget. And I think it traumatized me so much. Like, the taste of it. Was it salty? Oh, it was so salty and bitter. Yeah. And I don't know, I think I kept asking, you know how little kids be like, what's that? Can I have some? Can I try it? So I think I was like doing that to her. And she was like, here, go ahead, try it. And I ate it. And I wanted to cry because it was just one of the most disgusting things. Now, I have had people, like when I tell people that story, they're like, no, caviar is like, it just depends. Like if it was a cheap caviar, then, you know. Like, it was probably nasty. But I'm like, you can't pay me to try any other caviar. Like, yeah, no, I'm good, bro. Mm-mm. But I don't even know why she had it. Like, because when I, like, after I asked, like, I spit it out and I asked her what it was. She was like, it's fish eggs. It's caviar. And I was like. Oh, probably because they used to go fishing a lot. But why would she be eating it? Just like. Well, some, sometimes when, uh, when you get the fish, it has fish eggs inside of it. Oh my god, don't tell me that. You didn't know fishes get pregnant? Well, yes, I knew fish get pregnant, but baby I'm saying, I watched Nemo. Like busting it down. <laughs> oh my god, I watched Nemo. I remember the beginning of it, but I'm just saying, like, the thought of maybe that's where she had got it from is making me cringe right now. I remember I caught some fish for dinner one time and brought it home, and Annie had to cut it, and uh, she cut one open and it was pregnant, and I was sad. I was like, damn. You know what I get sad about that I probably shouldn't when I'm cooking, but I do anyway. So, you know, bell peppers can be pregnant, right? Why? (laughs) Why? I can't tell 
it makes me so sad when I cut into a bell pepper and there's an, another little tiny bell pepper in there. So you killed a whole bloodline. That's crazy. Yeah. I get so sad. And then I'm like, okay, well, back to cooking. Back to the chopping board. Damn. Double homicide. <laughs> But yes, that's exactly how I be feeling. I'm like, well, a bitch gotta eat. (laughs) What's a a weird food or what's a food that you wonder, like, how did y'all discover this food? One for me is like, I would say potatoes. Because like y'all was just digging in the ground one day. Yeah, like how you know it was there and then how you know how to cook it? Right. How do you know it was edible? Like, you just, oh, look at this. This is whatever they called it back then. And just decided to, like, go home and fry it. Like They probably thought it was an edible rock. <laughs> and then it makes me wonder, like, when, when were, when, not when, when they were invented, but, like, when were they discovered? When was potatoes discovered? So that would help me determine how dumb these motherfuckers were. Because you know what I still wanted to this day? What? Who looked at the cow and was like, I'm going to get that milk. <laughs> I'm going to get that milk. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I can't, like, it's so weird because you, you couldn't pay me to, like, just go to the store and get, like, a regular gallon of milk. Like, I'll drink almond milk or oat milk or anything, like soy milk, any of those. But, like, because I haven't drank milk since I was, Jesus, like, probably 10. It's been a while. Why your mama got you off of it? Yeah. Oh. Like real early. She tried to tell me about it too, but I don't care. And then I started like watching I gotta have something with my Oreos. (laughs) We're not talking about Oreos. (laughs) We're not going. We're not going. We don't go there. We don't. You don't want to open old wounds. (laughs) Y'all, okay. If y'all want to know the Oreo story, tell the class about your crimes. Yes, go ahead. Tell the class about. You go ahead. Tell them your version. It wasn't even. Well, yeah, I'll tell my version because it's the truth. But we'll we'll tell. Okay, so this is what happened, you guys. So, one summer when I was younger, we would we would go come down to Dallas um, to spend the summer with my nanny and JoJo, and uh, he had some Oreos that were specifically his. I did not touch them because I wouldn't touch them without asking. She would. I. <laughs> She's done it before. <laughs> As I got older, yes. But... She still does it. Okay. Anyway, yeah, because I did definitely take your hot sauce the other day from You the... did. That's why I came <laughs> over here. <laughs> you take your hot sauce back, I swear. <laughs> Do not. I bought that hot sauce. <laughs> How many times you have been to the grocery store? <laughs> and I still haven't bought new hot sauce. Um, okay, so Oreo story. So somehow he came home one day and the oreos were gone like it was like a row left or something and they were the whole it was just gone they weren't in the pantry so he held on to the idea that i had ate them for years and when i say years like he just got over this probably what two years ago maybe a couple weeks ago when you bought the oreos (laughs) that was when i got over it Oh my God, like he, every time he would see me, no matter if it was for Christmas, whatever. That's one of my pet peeves when people eat my food. Oh yeah. Or steal it. 
and made an S. <laughs> Oreos. But who ended up? Who? Brianna ate my Easter candy. I still ain't forgave her for that. If you listen to this, you still owe me Easter candy from like 2008. By the way, I have not forgotten. Sagittarius behavior. Because why did you eat it? And you knew it wasn't yours. It's the principle. When she gets me some new Easter candy, I'll let it go. Now, nah, if I eat her Easter candy, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> and I'm going to get canceled. You ate her baby's Easter candy? When? Or not Easter, but I'm pretty sure you had something, some Halloween candy. Some when? Any of the times that we was down there. So you just accusing me of crimes that I didn't commit? No. <laughs> you saying I look guilty? Okay. No. All right. That's a oh bit. Oh, my God. But it wasn't even me who ate the Oreos. Who was it? Tell the people. Tell the jury. Who ate the Oreos for real? Yo mama. Yo nanny? Yo mama. Yo nanny. hmm Yeah. Nanny, if you're listening to this, the truth has come out. You know what pisses me off even more? She still eats Oreos when I buy them. She don't even like Oreos. She complains about how nasty they are, but she still eat them. Oh, my God. She did that to my... um. I think it was like the last week that I was living with y'all. She, um, you know, those little, like, cause sometimes I buy those little healthy snacks or whatever. So the little rice cakes, the cheddar rice cakes. So I brought them, I remember putting, putting them in the pantry and she was like, you eat those nasty things, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh. like she don't eat them. I came home one day and she came in the kitchen with me. I was trying to fix me something to eat and she came, walked in the kitchen and half the bag was gone and she had it in her hand and I looked at all I did was look at her and look down at the bag and then look back up at her and she was like, Mind your damn business <laughs> And I was just like It's my thing. Like what are you talking about? Like what do you mean? And she'll try to blame it on Roman too. Well Roman it's Roman it, actually never mind, Roman might eat a whole pack of Oreos because Roman be Roman be stealing. Roman he likes sweets. That boy likes sweets. And they had a nerd to be like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Why you eat all the snacks then? Why you didn't just say you was hungry? Uh, how do you enjoy, how do you feel like, now that we're on the topic of, of him, how do you feel that being a parent has changed you? In, in what way? Uh, how's, a parent, or how's being a parent changed me? Or how is it fulfilling, shall I say? It's fulfilling when you, it's fulfilling not in like getting, there's, it's not like getting, it's not like you get an award or anything like there's, how do I explain it? Like it's fulfilling in the aspect of like seeing that gratitude in your child's face or just seeing something that seeing something or doing something for them that makes them happy. Yeah. Um, like and that's just kind of on like an everyday, ty- everyday basis type thing. Yeah. But as far as like how it changed me, um, like I think it changes all parents because you have to, well, now I ain't gonna say all parents. Uh, I think it changed me like just having like to prioritize certain things, mm-hmm. having to get things done, not, you know, not procrastinating, putting things off like because now it's not just about me. You know, yeah. I can't just be like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it or whatever. 
uh, now that I have a kid, it's it's always a situation of like, well, now I got to get this done no matter what. So, yeah, you know, it's changed me in, in that aspect and it's still changing me. I mean, like, I think is like, I think our generation like realizes when they have kids, like when we were growing up and looking at our parents, like we always mm-hmm. thought our parents had it all together. And then I feel like a lot of our generation, when they finally have a kid, they realize that like, nobody's parents really ever had it together unless they were like well off or whatever but like it's a constant learning experience like they were basically still people learning when they had Mm -hmm. us so it's it's also that it's just it's a constant learning experience and definitely is i don't have kids of my own yet but i remember the heck was that I (laughs) i remember um like when i moved out here and like started like my healing journey from my relationship with my mom um, like, just like you said, like, you kind of take a look back and realize that they were just doing the best that they can and still learning about things. Yeah. Um, so I think that's how I'm able to have the relationship that I have with her now. You know, it's a lot healthier than it was because I kind of switched my perspective and was like, you know what, like, let me forgive and heal and, and just understand take it for what it was at the time and not saying that it was right you know some of the things that happened within our relationship but i feel like you know she was still learning she's still it's still a learning process i feel like it's never a thing like she's always gonna still be learning as long as she's alive yeah it's one of those things and i always tell people like when that conversation comes up about like kicking your kids out at 18 and stuff like that like bro just because your kid turned 18 doesn't mean you stop being a parent like Right. You're going to be a parent until you pass away or, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid they pass away. Yeah. Um, you're still going to be a parent. Like, that doesn't stop. Like, if you don't get out, uh, get out of jail free card. Right. You know, when they turn 18 or they go off on their own, you're still, still their parent. There's still so many other milestones to yeah. come and, like, so many life experiences. that There's still a lot more. Them. There's still a lot more to go on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a constant <laughs> learning experience. One thing I will say, though, it changed me about was, like, or what it changed about me was that, mm-hmm. like, I, I also had to start looking more closely at who I brought around myself because yeah. now I also have to consider who I'm bringing around him. Right. You know, if I'm dating somebody or even who I'm friends with or whatever, it's like back then before I had a kid, I'd probably be like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to hang around this person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, now it's like. No, I don't want you or anybody else around me or my kid that does this or does that or that rubs me the wrong way or whatever. Mm -hmm. And also, like, people's energy be weird, too. Yeah. You just, especially with kids, you have to be, like, protective of their energy because, I mean, they're usually, like, pretty good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty good. Judges of character. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, sometimes. Because kids are also very trusting, too. But they also can, like, sense or, like, tell you, like, I don't like that person. Yeah. I think, I hope my kid is blunt enough. <laughs> I hope my kid, kids are blunt enough when I have them to be like, yeah, my mom, I ain't, I ain't fucking with them. Like, <laughs> he drank my juice box. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, even though my dad isn't in my life, I think 
Like, I, I salute you for still being an active role in your son's life because, like, I look at that and I just, like, it's so many people who grew up without their dad or whose dad um, just decided not to be in the picture. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize, like, that really has an effect on you, like, throughout your life, mm. not even just in your childhood, but, like, it affects your relationships. It affects, like, so many different aspects about yourself yeah people don't realize like how how even like the smallest things affect uh your kid mm -hmm. like even something as simple as showing up to like a football game or whatever yeah like, like they they remember that type of stuff right yeah the only thing i remember about my dad is like all this traumatic shit it's sad like guys i laugh at my own pain sometimes so just <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um but I feel like, yeah, the only stuff that I remember from him is just, like, the traumatic stuff. Like, I can't remember times that he just, like, I don't have any. Wait, how old were you when he and your mom split? I'm going to say I was, like, two or three. Okay, so you weren't, like. Yeah. I. It's crazy because I still remember some stuff that happened, like, you know, the crazy stuff. But. Like, thinking back on it, like, I was, it's crazy how, like, trauma, even at that young age, like, you still remember certain things. Because I literally don't have any happy memories from him. From my mom, yes. I, I still have happy memories even when I was, like, four or five that I remember. Mm -hmm. But from my dad, no. Nothing. Nada. Yeah, I'm grateful that, like, that I didn't have to go through any of that. Like, to, even though my mom and dad were never together, like, I'm just glad that they were still both actively trying to make sure that there was always a relationship there. Mm -hmm. So I never really felt like, even though like we lived in Georgia and my dad always lived in Texas, like I never felt like he was absent or anything like that or like wasn't interested or wasn't trying to be in my life. Yeah, they, they've always had a really good like co-parenting relationship. Yeah. Even from when I was younger, I still remember him being around like all the time. So that's good. I'm glad you experienced that. Oh, man. I think we got into some all over the place. We went from... Pretty much, yeah. It was we, kind of all over the place today. We went from Johnny Depp to food to parenting to relationships. Did we get into relationships? I don't think we did. No, not really. We just touched on it a little bit here and there. Yeah. We'll so, stay up next time. Yes, definitely. Because you will be back. He will be back. <laughs> so before you go, before we uh, head off, I do want to ask you, and I, I told myself that I would ask every guest this, um, what is one thing, what's one piece of advice that you would give yourself a year ago? A year ago? Mm-hmm. Hmm. A year ago because i feel like before you answer i feel like it's so easy to say what what's a piece of advice you would give to your younger self but i feel like if you could think back a year ago how you were in what way because people change a lot in a year so what's a piece of advice you would give yourself a year ago i don't know that's a real good question um because last year was like a tough year mm -hmm. so like thinking back as like a piece of advice i would have given myself mm -hmm. um
Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. Like, there's so much I would want to say to, like, myself a year ago. Yeah. Because what are we in right now? April? May? Yeah, uh, we're in May, May now. It's May now, yeah. I don't know. It sounds corny, but, like, none of this shit matters. It doesn't sound corny. Like, because... I know a lot of people say that, but, like, when... Like, we like to tell people that or whatever, or, like, we like to throw that saying around, but, like, really none of this shit matters. And I'm not talking about, like, not being responsible and stuff like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, like, the stuff that we constantly stress out about mm -hmm. or, like, trip about or feel like, oh, man, this is going to ruin this or this is right. the end of the world. Like, stuff that doesn't work out or something that somebody did, like, literally none of this shit matters. Because like, it's literally, like, when I think about stuff that I went through last year or even 2020, it's like, yeah, but you're still here. Like, right. now you look back on it and that shit don't even matter. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, it ruined your day or probably ruined your week. But now here we are. And that shit literally don't even matter. Like, it's you look back on it and laugh. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. For me, I think, I think a piece of advice I would give myself would be just get out there more. I feel like I feel like I've I've been in Dallas for too now that I look back on it, I feel like I've been in Dallas for too long to not have as many friends as I should in Dallas. I have friends out here. I have people that I know, but I feel like it took me too long to put myself out there. Um yeah, so just get out there more, put yourself out there cuz if you're just holding yourself back then nobody's going to get to experience yourself that's shit that's part of the reason why i did no filter put myself out there so but the good first step yeah i'd probably say another thing i would say to myself a year ago is and i don't know why it took me so long to realize it but other people can't determine your worth that's that's deep i'm not gonna cry because i'm a baby thug but not really i really so i'm just a thug then no you're a white woman <laughs> I can't help it. I'm so pale. <laughs> I'm just light skinned. I don't think I've ever seen you in your entire life with a tan. That's not true. I had one last summer for like three weeks. That was just foundation. <laughs> All over my body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will make it a, a, a priority to get a tan before june i promise yeah take some notes from trump oh shit <laughs> <laughs> just take some <laughs> go a whole different shade <laughs> bro his eye i can never get over his eyes being a completely different color like jesus well anyways guys thank you thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of no filter i really hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you laughed with us i hope you were able to pour yourself a drink um and i just can't wait for the next episode and for again to show y'all what we have in store so catch you next friday for the next episode of no filter bye y'all